Hashtag Tour Beast. Hosted by DJ Gregory Thomas. to the relaunch episode one season one of the tour beast podcast with me dj gregory thomas you are in the right place man i hope that this relaunch can help you in some sort of way man even if you just listen or looking for something to listen to on your way to work man there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to be covering out this season i'm gonna have a whole bunch of crazy guests that uh, happen to tour all over the world that might have some insights that you might not know, man, and that's what it's all about, is the Tour Beast podcast, some beastly people in all different walks of life, so I hope that at some point you find something that interests you, um, because I'm going to keep recording them whether you like it or not, and uh, if you don't know who I am, DJ GT. From San Antonio, Texas, I've toured all over the world uh, at some point with Acrodunk. We did America's Got Talent, uh, 11th place out of 200,000. I've toured with the Harlem Globe Charters. I was in the movie Everybody Wants Some, played a DJ. I'm in the Guinness Book World Records. I have three of those things. Um, And I travel all over the world DJing in the Kid Craddock morning show DJs with the radio DJs, uh, mixed syndicate member. And this podcast is going to cover a whole bunch of different issues, so I'm really hoping that at some point we cover something that is near and dear to you. And if not, man, just sit back and listen, hopefully on your way to work or, you know, if you're traveling or whatnot. And we're always looking for new guests, man. If you feel like you are a tour beast, definitely feel free to hit me up at DJ Gregory Thomas, pretty much anywhere, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you use social media, feel free to hit me up. Reach out to me. Uh, Even if you just have questions or if there's somebody you think that would be great on the show, let me know. I'm going to check it out. Um, We're going to start off by introducing our sponsors, BPM Supreme. This podcast is brought to you by them. So we're going to take a little second so I can inform you on who they are in case you do not know. If you are not a DJ, then you're probably not familiar with BPM Supreme. But if you are a DJ and you do not use BPM Supreme, you are missing out. Because I'm going to tell you, BPM Supreme is my favorite place to download music uh, for all DJ purposes. Man, The prices are very affordable and they have so much in their library. If you're looking for videos, you're looking for uh, MP3s. If you're looking for, you know, just to stay current on all the news with DJ equipment, uh, festivals, whatnot, you could definitely check out the app that they have. And on the app, you can not only find the music that you're looking to download, they also have access to all of the news and the video feeds that they have set up that are BPM Supreme specific that can uh you know really inform your day and keep you uh, up to be or up to date on everything that comes out. Um, also, they have some great exclusive DJs uh, that include some of my friends. Uh, DJ Pomfetti is on there. I'm always going to give her a shout-out because she is an awesome DJ, awesome producer, and just an all-around awesome chick. So make sure you all check out BPM Supreme. If you have any doubts, go check it out for yourself. Um, like I said, it's very affordable, and they are very quick on the new releases, man, and you can find anything. You're looking for the instrumental, for the clean version, the dirty version, all that stuff. 
go check out BPM Supreme. Tell them I sent you. And uh, and that is that. And actually, you know what? If you go, let me know what you think about it. Uh, I'm truly interested in, you know, your feedback on that, man. And I'll definitely relay that to the powers that be. All right. Now, on this first episode, I have been blessed enough to get an amazing guest that has actually traveled more than I have. Uh, He's been to over 90 countries. He's had a couple of appearances on television. He is a great guy uh, all around. I actually get a lot of knowledge from him uh, while I'm on tour. Uh, He actually helped me with my financial situations, just learning about, you know, how to fix credit, things like that. And uh, definitely bounce a lot of my ideas off him, and uh, you know it's like a big inspiration for me finally taking the time to put my podcast together and to put it together the right way. So I'm glad to introduce this guest to you guys. His name is Nate Lofton. So we're gonna get straight into the interview with Nate Lofton. Here we go. It's nice to have him out here. I've got a lot of input on him on my brand and things like that. So I thought as a first guest to have on here for. All the listeners, this will probably be the best one uh, to help you guys out in your own personal endeavors. Uh, so I'm glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having um, me. Is there anything like you, you'd like to say about yourself? Just really introduce yourself to um, people that aren't familiar with uh, Nate Lofton. Nate Loft is from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, born and raised. Been doing this tour beast and myself um, for around 15 years. Been in 90 countries. Been on a lot of stuff, man. Been on the show called Amazing Race three times. I've been on Kicking It. I got some things in the works coming up in the next couple of days that, you know, uh, I'll be sure to let you announce to the listeners in the next couple of weeks when it's clear. Um, just I, ain't, I ain't waiting for that. I'm just going to tell them. I'm going <laughs> to drop the ball the first time. Don't, don't do it. You I know. didn't sign the NDA. You did. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I'm me. You know, I'm a, a world traveler. I represent New Orleans um, to the fullest. Now up in Denver, Colorado. Um just, just living and, and enjoying and, and trying to help. You know, my main thing is just, just who I am is somebody who's trying to help the next generation and the one after that because I'm getting old. Man, I feel that. Yo, me <laughs> me and a couple guys went to the gymnastics gym today, did mm-hmm. some tumbling. I, I never felt so old um, than when a seven-year-old comes and does all the tricks I used to be able to do. And it says, wow, you, you're really old. I knew it was a reason, you know, as I was coming in here, I heard a lot of noise and stuff knocking. Those are my knees. Okay. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I need to start taking Metamucil or whatever you take. For, what do you take for You know, it doesn't even matter, man. That <laughs> a Centrum A to Z. Is that a thing? All right. So let's get into basic music things. So I'm a DJ, so I got to get into these music questions because. Let's do it. What is your favorite artist of all time? My favorite artist of all time. I think time. I already know what you're going to say, but I want to hear you say um, so, I don't think there's like a favorite artist. I think air music is about the mood that you're in. So I don't think that you should, if that's one artist can put you in every mood, that's a great artist. You know, like if you're feeling sad, you're down, you up, you you jolly, you know, you, you want some romance, you want some kickback, you know, so I think... Um, if I had to pick somebody, I'm gonna say Jay Z. I knew it. I knew <laughs> if I'm gonna have to, Jay-Z. but you know, I'm a big um, Frank, Frank Sinatra fan. You know that. You know, you came into um, in my dressing room in here and had me listen to Frank. Um, I love Miles Davis. Um, 
uh, Queen Latifah, you know, I, I, I love uh, Rakim, you know, Beastie Boys, um, Tupac, you know, Big, of course. But you know, I'm from New Orleans, so, you know, I'm a little Wayne, BG. Plies. Turk, all of them. I, <clears throat> I like Plies. Um, I, I like a, a, lot, a lot of different things, you know. Um, I'm into the Adele and all those things, too. But if I got to go for one thing, it's going to be Jay-Z. You know, I'm really feeling Drake right now, too. See, I feel like, especially your first comment, you said someone that puts you in all the moods. I think if there's an artist that could put you in every mood, it's Drake. I agree. I, agree. I think he can single-handedly do it. Yes. So, you know, he can he can go everywhere with you. Um, but I think also with Jay, like, you know, Jay can make the songs. He doesn't have to be the person singing the hook okay. to get you in the mood. You know, so Jay, but Jay giving that knowledge. I think I, I relate to Jay more coming up, um, you know, in the, you know, I was born in 81, so I come up um, 90s, you know, come through that era of um, just growing up around the violence and everything in New Orleans and, and trying to figure out how you're going to make it out. And Jay's story always, you know, it was like the soundtrack for, you know, what you was trying to do, whether it was um, 30s to New 20 or, uh, you know, you know anything he was doing, you know, dirt off his shoulder. That was that time, you know. Like, I never wore jersey except when I was working. And so when I heard him say, "I don't wear jerseys," I'm thirty plus. I wasn't thirty plus yet, but I was like, "Yeah, man, get rid of them jerseys." You know, yeah, like an inspirational story right, from making right. from where he was to where he's at. Right. So, okay. And yeah. now I just had on a jersey though, like a week ago. Bobby Wagner gave me a jer- gave me a jersey, so. <laughs> Jersey, so but it's all good though. Going it's all backwards, good. Man, going backwards. So, <laughs> how do you feel about the current state of music? So, you, you know, just with the new kids, mm-hmm. and, you know, everything is either TikTok or mm-hmm. you know, trap music. And I feel like, me personally, I feel like people are just completely just lost what music is. They're just making making tracks, put out quantity over quality. Well, I think um, is what you want. Is what you what you like. I think music for everybody is this own organic thing. I think I can't be the okay. This is music because well, my mother um, her don't stop up there. You know, she was probably saying, "What is that?" You she know, she was throwing it in the circle. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah. You know, she was young, um, but it's like so. Uh, I like I like some of the music like and it was crazy with me like when when I was coming up you know I didn't like every rapper then I was I didn't like everybody you know so it's like there's no way like okay like oh how people say like oh yeah I like Kendrick and I uh, I like J Cole which I do um, but it's like yeah, like, uh, the baby. I, I bumped it. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, they, I, I like Travis Scott. A lot, a lot of those, like little baby, like those. They, they, that's that bump too. You know, like everybody who like um, Jay Z. You know, didn't like Busta Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, like everybody. You know, who 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 may have like Method Man might have didn't even like ODB. You know, in the same group. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you might don't like the Migos, but. That doesn't mean that it's not good. It means you just don't like it. You know, like it's not a. I think music is a, a quiet taste now. I think that it should be different. I think that the, the, the things you should have something 
funkier about it because you know when there was break dancing and stuff imagine how they the wall they had to go through when everything was this um you know james brown pop type yeah, yeah. thing to come to, to hear a whole new pop. sound they, yeah. yeah you know like imagine what people thought they were with, with the with the clothes they weren't you know they were that's original type jeans is you know <laughs> small change era so like, I, I think as i like some stuff and i think if you don't like something don't listen to it you know, it's not. It's not a. It makes no sense to be negative and beat it down. Like, don't knock the next person hustle. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, so that, that's how, that's why I'm at with it. And I know you know you're a DJ, so it, you look at it way different from me. But yeah, as, sure. just as a consumer, as somebody who you know who has a couple of streaming servers, and I have the ability to to download it if I like it, keep it, take it off. And if we have you know CD, you know when we was. You know coming up, if, CD. When we have CDs. That? I know some people might know what that is. <laughs> But when we had CDs, you know, if if we we liked the CD, we was sit, we was sitting in one of my homeboys' cars, you know, my, my homeboy Leon at the Burgundy Four Door Honda Court, and um, if it was good, we bumped it. If it was bad, he hit the sunroof and it flew, you know. I don't I don't condone littering. Fourteen dollars a pop. You just yeah, that was like, like twenty three, twenty. You know, if it's a, a double, it'd be thirty one dollars. I used to just buy singles. So but yeah, though, it's like I love. You know music. You know I'm, I love love music. And, you know we've worked together, so you know I understand a little bit. Not on the level as you, but um, it depends on purpose. I think music is your upbringing, your background, which your your parents and the people in the home you grew up listening to. Like, cause my mother, she was Anita Baker. That okay. was her thing, and you know I love Anita Baker. My daddy was the jazz, you know. So like I love, like I said, Miles Davis. So you, like I think I'm influenced. By them and um, it's like your bass yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like right now, my my oldest daughter is nineteen years old, and you know she got an old soul. She like nineties R and B. You know she was born in two thousand. You know so like like, you know, but she also listens to all of the stuff now. But I don't know, just think to each his own. I'm I'm, I'm okay, but I think the best era is the nineties hip hop though. I agree. <laughs> After and, all that said, hip hop and R and B, I feel like that. Yeah. That was anytime I hear that music, I'm in yeah. a good mood. Like, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you say that, um, just the knowledge and things like that. Because now, when I listen to music, I don't listen to music to enjoy music anymore. Right. Which it's hard to. I, I don't know if you really get the concept of me not enjoying music. Because now, when I listen to it, I think, can I play this song? Um, in a certain environment, you know, um, and now I analyze the music so much, it's really mm -hmm. hard for me just to sit there and listen to it. Like, okay, okay, you know, I've kind of lost that the the love I have for music now uh -huh. because I'm kind of forcing so much at the same time. Like right. I, so just saying, all right, I'm gonna listen to this album. I'm gonna see what songs I like and this that, and the other. It's right. Like, I'm gonna listen to 500 songs tonight and right. <laughs> I'm gonna get 30 seconds. And if I don't immediately feel something, you I'm go, moving to the yeah, next one. Yes, yeah, he. That's your craft, though. It's, you know that that's what that's what you do. You know, it's like same thing with me. If, I, if I'm sitting, I'm sitting now, uh, I'm watching. You know, like I, I love. Um, you know, I, I'm getting into real estate stuff. So when I'm looking at HGTV, you know, I, I'm saying oh, I don't know about that house. I don't think that costs too much. I can't wait to see what the comps are on there. Instead of just enjoying the property brothers mm -hmm. goofing around with each other. Yeah, yeah. The show I, takes a whole new meaning right, like, when right, you're, right. you're a professional. So all right. Um, what do you believe will constitute you as a tour beast? Um, leaving home on 
you know, December 25th and not coming home to yeah. May 1st. <laughs> not once. I think that's, that, that'll that put you up there. I just think the, 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 the two, tour beasts is a person who go out there and who's grinding. Most likely you entertaining in some aspect, no matter what you're doing. Um, you out there, you're professional. You're on time for everything you're doing on whatever tour you're doing. And, you know, no matter what, when you go and do whatever you're doing, whatever that tour is, um, whatever your craft and your skill is, you do it at the highest level every time because the people who are watching you do it that particular night haven't, you know, they never saw it before. So you're going to leave them with something spectacular, amazing. You want to blow their mind away. And, when you know, when you walk off the set, the stage, the whatever the venue is, when they walk off and you walk past their car when you head to your bus, you want them to say, man, that's a beast right there. He beasted tonight. He was a dog. And I think that's the, the definition of it. Like, when you when you walk away, you gave everything. You was beasting. And if you could do that day in and day out for the length of your tour, no matter if it's three days or uh, if it's 300, you're a tour beast. How, uh, how long have you been traveling? What year for you? I this? started traveling in 2005. Um, so I'm going... Was twenty? It's fifteen now. Fifteen years of um, tour, yeah. And how many countries have you been to? Been to over ninety countries. That's a lot. Yeah, in fifteen years, some of them I went to multiple times. Um, it's a blessing though. Like I don't take that for granted. It's not a. It's an honor. It's a, you know, it's not nothing that I um. Think that oh I deserve. Uh, I look back on it and I'm like yeah of course because I'm a beast out now, you know I I enjoy the. The journey of going to all those places, and um, you know, I can't wait to go to more. Yeah, all right. Let me uh, go and get into the you know the seriousness of the, mm -hmm. the situation. We had a conversation the other day mm -hmm. uh, about mental health, mm -hmm. um, expressing feelings, talking things out. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about where you came from, in case people mm -hmm. don't know, just to really give a good backstory of things that you've had to deal with um, uh, to this point. I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, uptown, third ward, Melfamine projects. Um, I was you know, I was born in New Orleans in 1981, um, Charity Hospital, they, they call the hospital the City Zoo. <laughs> um, that's what who was born at. Um, in the 90s, you know, came up, I don't know how my mother and father raised two boys. Um, in New Orleans United, you go back and you can Google, we was the murder capital multiple years. And on the year when I think we had the highest murders in my projects, which is the smallest project in New Orleans, probably had a third of them, you know? So um, just growing up around that, seeing that, uh, it was rough, you know, a lot of trauma, you know, seeing see a lot of things, you know, whether it's, you know, someone, you know, losing their life and you, you see um, parts of the incident, um, still on the ground the next morning walking to school, you know, at seven, eight years old. And um, just going through these this things, man, and, and seeing things you shouldn't see, um, uh, as we as we talked about it, you know, um, like in my community, like no one said that, oh, you need to go and talk to somebody. You should talk to somebody. I recommend to talk to somebody. And like I told you the other day, it's like, yeah, I want to talk about skin, this person is shot or um, seeing someone, you know, you know, something happened to them bad, whether it's murder, whatever. But, you know, you don't know at that time. There's options. 
because who I'm going to talk to, my best friend, he probably saw the same exact thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, you know, what we, age we, would you say this is, is it like most of this? Well, like, it's probably, or at least the, started. The, um, as early as I can remember, you know, I was still in elementary, you know, when I um, was walking to school and saw reminisce of a, a you know, a homicide the next morning. It was like boys so in probably the hood. like seven, boys in the hood type six, situation. Seven, yeah. You want to see well, a dead body? Well, no, not like that. It was <laughs> that was gone, but it was like the, you know, they didn't clean everything up. Oh, like okay, that. yeah. Um, fragments from whatever, and I was we was numb to it, you know. And once it happened so many times, you numb to it. But you know, my my wife is a child psychologist, you know, and um, she um, dedicated herself to being in the. In the neighborhoods to where um, mental health is not prevalent, is not you know widespread. Everybody's doing it, you know. It, you know, she went to places where it's, it's a knock. You know, you know, somebody, something happened. You, you don't talk about it. You know, you like, you gonna be all right. You know, do some push-ups or something. But no, nah, like it's okay to go to seek to seek help and sit down and talk to somebody, talk to anybody. And, 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 you know, hopefully you get the help you need. Hope you can get to a therapist or, or you know, somebody or a mental health advisor, advocate, who can, who professional, who know what they're doing. But at the least, talk to your friend, talk to your cousin, talk to a teacher, parent, anything to get it out. I think, like, a lot of stuff that um, happened to me, you know, 30 years ago that I'm just – still and starting to talk to my wife about because you know she's like I said she's a child psychologist and I guess she feels like I'm a child so as it's easy for her to get it out of me but it's 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 freeing this is is you know it's um it's energizing it's it's awesome to to realize like you know okay maybe you were you was a little this with people when you was younger because you know you never dealt with you know, seeing this yeah. happen, going through this trauma, and you know, but I didn't know that it was trauma. You know, I didn't know. You know, it was normal. See, yeah, it's normal. You know, you hear gunshots every night. You know, you you know you you you, you, know, you see different things every night. You know, and they shot up my middle school. You know, when I was in middle school, and so it's like, it's not. Oh, I need to go talk about this because it's gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah. Do, but, you, do you feel but, like you have to get remove yourself from that hood? environment to see like outside the box you know what I mean like you think if you were still in that situation you would still come to that conclusion that oh I need to you know this is trauma like this is not how it's supposed to be because you're still surrounded by it every day I think knowledge is power I think no matter if um, I was still in it um, or not knowing that because you if you if you if you get Hurt in an accident, a car accident, you know to call nine one one. You know that's what you do, and it doesn't matter what your background, your, your religion, your race, your financial situation. You know I'm gonna call nine one one. So if I know that, okay, if this happened to me, it's okay to go and talk to a social worker or whatever. It's okay. It was, I think what, they, what, what happened in our environment, in our neighborhood was, it was seen as soft and weak yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. hey, like, hey, like, I don't, I feel weird that, you know, 
all this violence around me is bothering me. This doesn't feel right, you know? Um, so, you know, and I never I, I never knew that I was an object. Um, I never knew that I had the, that it was an issue. And, um, and honestly, I still don't know if it is an issue, but I know talking about it feels good. Yeah. You know, like, so, I, you know, I just having this, being able to say, hey, like, yeah, I saw this, I saw that. Yeah, that was that was nuts. That was, you know. How how do you, would you advise people that, because like you said, it was it was described last week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't, you know, the depression isn't real, type, that type mm-hmm. of situation mm-hmm. in, in that environment. Like, how do you tell somebody that has that mentality that, yo, real men, you know, don't talk about their feelings. How do you get past that situation with somebody or with yourself? You know, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, man, that's weak. I can't no, believe you talk to yourself. I think that um, mental health is important. I think it's, it's, you know, it's the same as your physical health. If if you're hungry, you're going to eat. If you, you want bigger muscles, you're going to lift weights. If you want to survive, you're going to do whatever you have to do to maintain, maintain your body and for your mental state to be where it needs to be. If reaching out for help is what you need to do. You do it, it's not weak, it's actually strong. The strongest thing you can do and the smartest thing you can do is take care of yourself. If you know, okay, I need to work out to lose this weight, but I'm not gonna work out because everybody else not working out. They gonna think I'm weak from working out. I'm a sucker, I wanna be strong. No, so, if I need to go and reach out for help to talk about a situation that's bothering me, that got me foggy and got me depressed or has me, um, you know, going through and feeling a certain way every day, um, I should go and talk to someone and alleviate that stress, that pain, that fear. Or whatever it is that bothered me, and I, I think that's that's the strongest thing you can do. <clears throat> the strongest thing you can do is is ask for help. That that shows that you're you know you're a real man or woman, that you can you know say hey like listen yes I am strong, but I want to be stronger. You know I want to be stronger for you. You know I want to be a better friend, parent. You know brother. You know mother for you, because if if my mentors are in order. You know, I can help the next person. So it's about being strong. I don't think it's weak um, reaching out and, you know, going to talk to a therapist, a social worker, um, uh, you know, calling a hotline and say, hey, you know, I'm having issues today. You know, everything's feeling a little foggy. Like, reach out. Yeah. Reach out. You know, like, like that. if someone, if someone, you know, if you're, if you're a friend and you tell them, like, hey, man, I think I want to talk to a therapist. I think I'm depressed. And they call you weak. That should be the last time you talk to them. Yeah, that's so, not your friend, yeah, so, you know, because your friend don't want you to be healthy sure. or talk that's, to you about themselves. Yeah, it's no, it's not. If, if 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 I'm sitting down and I tell you, hey, I'm hungry. There's a piece of bread over there. Will you help me get to that piece of bread? If you're my friend and you care about me, you're gonna hold my hand and we're gonna walk to the piece of bread. So if I tell you, like, hey, um, I'm I'm struggling, um. I wanna, you know, I'm thinking about calling this therapist or, or uh, whatever, you know, his mental health phone number to to, to get some help. Um, can you, you know, talk me with it or help me go over here, or drop me off to this meeting? If you don't want to do that, like, hey, we not friends anyway. So, um, no, I never, um, 
had the honor to see a therapist or go to a doctor, you know, or anything like that. But that's what my wife do. My, you know, that's so I, you know I don't I don't understand a business. I would never try to you know tell you what to do or nothing. I think anybody out there, if somebody say they need help, point them to the people that can help them. Don't try to be their doctor either, because you can just mess it up. Because if somebody calls you and they're in a, a situation. Help them to you know make sure they don't do no harm to themselves, or direct them to the right thing. Because next time they call, if you're not available, could be the last time. Could be the last time. So they they, they need to be able to call someone who's gonna pick up every time. Yeah. So that's a tip that I got from my wife. I remember I was in a situation like that, and like just a depression, just you know mm-hmm. for whatever reason that caused it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about two weeks. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm an only child. I'm used to being locked up in my room and just kind of going about my own business and not really reaching out from. And people think I'm gone most of the time, so it was normal right. to not hear from me. Right. You know, so I don't really have that support system surrounding me. To right. My family, they don't hear from me for weeks. That's normal. Right. You know, so I'm really on an island. You know, and I spent two weeks in my room. Right. Came down just to grab food and go back to my room and just you know sometimes I couldn't even get out of bed to eat. Right. Um, and I know. Trying to deal with it in in my mental capacity, like, I don't need to talk to somebody. I don't need that. I can right. do this myself. I, you can't be depressed. You're not depressed, you know. And it really took. Um, I I reached through an insurance plan and, mm-hmm. and got the the online um, therapist. Mm. And it's crazy how just talking about it releases it, you know. And even awesome. if I just talk to a friend, I just tell them, right. "Man, this is bothering me." Right. The more people I talked to about it, the easier I felt. That's what it's about. Yeah, and I just felt like, okay, all right, so this is nice. Most people, when you tell them what's wrong with you, yeah. like, bro, I went through the same thing. A lot of people. It <laughs> is, it's just that stigma on it that is, it is weak or it's bad, and, and that, that has to change. You know, I, I don't, I, I think that, you know, you look at a lot of things happening with a lot of people in the world. Um, if, you know, if there was some emphasis on, on mental health, you know, that, It'd be better and good for you, man. Like it's awesome that in that time, in your worst moment, you you still was fighting back, saying I don't need to talk to somebody. But that was you telling yourself you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, I, I reached out. You to know? I sent my dad a text message, yeah. and I told you. Yeah, like, yeah. I sent my dad a text, and and just that that's when I knew I was really struggling because mm-hmm. I sent him a text like, "Hey, I'm not okay," mm-hmm. and then he tried to reach out. Right. And the phone would ring, and I'd look at it, and then right. decline the call. Right. And that's when I was like, okay, I got a problem. Right. You know, because our relationship is solid. Right. You know, right, there's right, no right. reason that I would ever do that. And when I realized, you know, I'm really forcing right. the fact that I'm really going through something. Like, right. This is something serious. Right. And, you know, I've been around somebody that told me, oh, well, depression is not real. And then it, I didn't want to reach out. Anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I was kind of struggling with that that mm-hmm. internal thing. Well, mm-hmm. this isn't real. This is a phase. I can, I can power through it myself. Right. Sometimes you can't do it by yourself. No, nah, no, nah, I think I think you know only only thing you you can, but I think it's okay to get help for everything for anything. Like only thing you're gonna do by yourself is is come into this world and go out this world. You go, you go, you born, you are gonna die alone. That's it. Everything else, you know, you should want to share that and, and have help, and people should want to help each other. And uh, I'm glad there's so many different organizations out there that you know that that help with 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 those issues and with depression, suicide, and, and all those other things. All right, so let's go ahead and transition over here, man. Mm-hmm. You're talking about your wife, the therapist, mm-hmm. helped you out. You've been out here traveling 15 years. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the key to a healthy relationship while 
having all these different, you know, endeavors and traveling and, and working and, you know, raising oh. a family and all that stuff, you know, through a phone? I think now um, it's a little easier uh, than when I first got out here 15 years ago because, you know, you had to have a laptop, you know, you know, hopefully, you you know, Wi-Fi wasn't that big, you know, everywhere across the, these countries and stuff. Um, you know, when, no FaceTime, no that. FaceTime, you know, you wasn't really text messaging. You might have Skype and, you know, you had to have good Wi-Fi. You probably was paying $40 for the Wi-Fi or you, or you was playing per, per, um, 25 minutes for the Wi-Fi. Or you didn't have Wi-Fi. You was in your ethernet, you was plugged in with the laptop and you had to buy phone cards and it was different, you know? Um, but it just, uh. It starts with a, a, a strong bond. Um, if you're talking about as far as with a, you know, with your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, wife, husband, um, or whatever, companionship, whatever. Um, I think that, you know, you have to have a relationship. Um, it has to be strong before you leave on the road. You know, whatever issues you have at home is going to be bigger issues. When, yeah, for sure. When, um, when you're not talking, you're not seeing each other for, you know, three weeks, six weeks at a time. I think you got to um, just figure out what works for you. You know, with me, I was fortunate enough to meet my wife while I was out here. So um, while, I was while I was touring and she understood the life that I was living and, you know, we had good communication and, and we understood what the plan was, you know. This is what we wanted to do. This is what we was going to try to do. And, um, you know, now I got four kids, um, two older ones, two, two younger ones. And, like, you know, just today, um, we, I sat and FaceTime and had dinner with them on FaceTime. You know, he was, they were eating dinner, my boys, and I was eating dinner too and at the same time, you know. And when it was time to go to bed, um, they called me back, and I read them a book every night when, I, when I'm home. And, you know, now, of course, my wife read the, read the book, so I'm on FaceTime reading the book, you know. I'm on FaceTime, you know, I'm not reading the book, but he's holding the phone while she's reading the book. And, you know, we laughing together at the book. So, um, you know, that, that doesn't, you know, nothing can replace being there, you know. Yeah. But um, I think the technology helps you be able to make some type of normalcy. And you just got to know that that person uh, and your family, your family know whatever you're doing, you're doing it for them. You know, like you, you're touring because you, you're going to make, it's, your, it's what you love to do. And, you know, you're trying to you know, better yourself and you fulfilling your dreams. And, um, you know, but when you're home, you have to be home. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, when you're home, you got to allot the time for your family. <clears throat> like, when I go home, I look at their schedules and I plan all my other stuff I'm trying to do mm -hmm. around their schedules. Yeah. When I go home, you I know? like to just say, you know what? This is whatever right. you need. You want me to drive you to work? I drive you to work. Right? You know what I mean? Right, like, no, that's no, a no. small sacrifice because it makes up for that time that right. you're gone because no. you're going 100%. Yes, you, you're right. Like you you take it. Like, when I'm home, like, my wife doesn't have to change the diaper, you know? And I'm ha happy that my youngest, you know, he's about to be one and a half. So it's almost, that's almost over for me, too. But, you know, she... Those are big diapers. Just use big boys. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, sure. she potty trained and did all that, had to sleep train the kids and all that by herself. So... When I come home, you know, um, you know, I cook all the meals. You know, I make sure the house clean. Um, you know, I, I take the kids to school, pick them up from school, and when she's home from work and they home from school, I'm home. I make sure I don't schedule anything if I can. 
everything is scheduled when I'm doing or when they go. If they're going to be at work or school from 9 to 3, that's when I go and work out and, and whatever I'm trying to do, of, you know, for other endeavors, I schedule in there. And communication, though, man, the main thing is communication and understanding that they miss you and you miss them. So, you know, you got to check yourself sometimes when you call home and you had a bad day touring. Uh, they might have had a bad day at home, especially, that, you know, you know, they miss you. They just miss you. Like sometimes, you know, you just it's like, hard, it, hard to separate that sometimes. Yeah, you have it, a terrible it, day and you're yeah. like, now I'm mad. So you didn't pick up the phone. Now I'm mad for no right. reason. Zero. Mad. You know? like, why, why am I even mad? Nothing right. to do with you. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I think when stuff happens, you got to let them know. And the vice versa. They got to let you know how their day is going so you can, okay, all right, like, he or she's not having a good day. So you don't, because it's not what they say. It's your response that makes mm -hmm. it go. So if I know you're having a bad day, I know something happened at the office or whatever that they're doing, you know, at home or they touring somewhere else too. Cool. We communicate. We talk. You know, she got a couple of texts and I know I'm going to chill out and make sure, you know, I don't react to, yeah. you know, to different Trigger things. Words like, that have nothing to do with the situation. Well, and, I, and I know when my wife had a bad day is she, you know, when I'm, you know, when we touring, I got people around me and, you know, somebody walk up and start talking to me. Get she get mad if I don't tell her, like, hold on, I'm talking. Yeah, you know? yeah. Why don't you just and, call me back? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so sure. if she having a bad day, she definitely is going to be a problem. If she not, she don't even care. So, you know, that's that's just one of the things where you just got to communicate, man. To ask your question, you know, to keeping the family strong and to communicate. And make sure, hopefully, you can get them to come out there and see your craft. Yeah. Let them see you working. Let them see you being a beast on tour. Let them see you doing what you do to provide for them also. And let them see, like, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. Why, you know, you guys at home, this is why I can't be to this. This is why I can't do that. This is why I can't make the Christmas party, whatever, because I'm out here, you know, being one of the best at, at whatever my craft is. What, what would you say is one of the uh, biggest impacts that your wife and family's had on you from the beginning of when you started with when oh, they like, weren't in the picture till now oh i think my wife um in my, his, all my kids just is a common and uh they're the reason i got that hustle and that grind in me you know like they're the reason that the other day when you know i had a hundred and point three fever i was gonna perform you know as long as i wasn't in you know, danger to anybody else i was out there um, they give me that motivation. They give me, you know, they make me feel good. Um, they're just a calm and a calm, you know, like you, you uh, as you get, when you're younger, you do crazy stuff. Everybody. I don't care who you are. As you get older, you you need something to help you realize that when you're getting older and like, two, like none of that stuff even matters. Yeah, it's not important. It's not as important, important as you thought yeah, partying no, was. No, and no, was like, no, it's not, yeah. no. Buying sneakers every week, like, who cares? You know, so I don't know. It's, it's always it's something to, to look forward to. You know, it's all it's good to have goals and stuff like meeting up. Like this past year, you know, I've done a lot of lot of different things at home, and and you know, we didn't get a chance to go on any vacation because we was we was working so hard, and and now you know we just been blessed to be able to book two vacations. You know, I just before I walked up here, I was you know we was booking one for us for just you know mommy and daddy time. You know, not just with the, with the kids. You know, so. Um, yeah, I think I think the family humbles you and it, it, it makes you realize why you're doing what you're doing and um, 
that's your motivation. They keep you going, and, and you got to just keep going hard. All right, we're going to come back in just a second after some ads real quick and uh, talk about some financial freedom advice and uh, real estate, you know, other things that you, you got going on when you're back at home and even while you're on the road. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Hashtag Tour Beast, hosted by DJ Gregory Thomas. All right, we are back with Nate Lofton. He's been spending some game on mental health and uh, talking about relationships, traveling, the tour beast, the dog. Right now, uh, Nate, tell me about tell me about what else you do when you're not on the road. Um, when I'm not on the road, man, I, I, my thing is to, you know, I come up a different way, so I want to give back um, to whatever community and whatever city I'm in. Um, always trying to better myself. You know, I got my... Um, Finished my college degree while I was on the road touring. Um, I got my real estate um, license was on the road. Right now, as we speak right now, I moved to Colorado, so I'm getting my Colorado license right now as we speak. So you know, so hopefully, when we get off tour, I will have you know I'll be a licensed realtor in Colorado. How how is that selling houses while not in the state? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, how do you really, do that? I didn't. I I, I didn't um, actually sell it, you know, because we was touring so much when I because I, I was working with Remax in New Orleans, and I'm gonna be with Realty One out in Colorado. But when I was doing it, you know, I I, um, I was just trying to just, you know, be a, you know, like you are, like you say, a tour beast. So I want to be a real estate beast, you know. So like yeah. I I just was learning and trying to see who's the best and what are they doing, why why they're so good, and let me you know trail them and learn from them. It's just like. You know, if you you know if you want to be a great uh, a home run hitter, you got to go hit some balls. You but you know you're not going to be able to face the best pitcher on day one. You know, so my thing was like, yeah, I got a lot of skills to probably be able to go sell and buy houses for people, but I don't know how. You know, and so um, but I, I did did a couple rentals and, and stuff. Um, a couple people, a couple people down there, and um, I just enjoyed it. I saw that I was I was able to help somebody. Um, we wanted to run a property so that I'm like, okay, like, this is something I want to do. And I just want to, you know, when I, whenever I'm done touring, I think that, um, I don't think I can go do a nine to five. You know, I've been to 90 country in 15 years. My first real job, my first job before, um, cause I almost considered what I do now a job. It's my passion. I love to do yeah. it, you know? So, uh, I haven't worked in 15 years. It's just amazing and a blessing. But when I was, you know, when I finished high school and I worked at Acme Oysterhouse in New Orleans, you know, I was, you know, 17, 18 years old, um, busting tables and washing dishes. But I was in the French Quarter, though. So, like, that's like, the, you know, that, that's yeah. the, the, the playground, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Everybody like, partying. Yeah, yeah, so imagine being 18 years old and on a, on Bourbon Street. So it's like, <laughs> like, I wasn't really, I wasn't a real job either, so. I don't think I can sit down. If I had to, I would, of course, because you know, I have family. But, um, and hopefully that's long, 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 you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Um, but just, you know, trying to prepare myself for anything and see what my interests are. And uh, I, I took a liking to real estate. And it's it's so much uh, so much fun. You get to learn. You get to meet people. And, you know, if, if you're touring, that's what that's what you yeah. really like to do. You like to customer service, really. Yeah, that's what you do. And I think that um, that's real estate. And what people don't realize, you know, some some like their agents, you know, a lot of you know, it's a real craft, and people work hard at it. Um, 
but it start with relationship. It start with being able to communicate and talk to someone. So um, I can do that, but I also want to you know understand the paperwork and understand what's good for people and, and do right by people. You have the same clout in uh, Colorado that you that you had in New Orleans. No, no. <laughs> is it going to be as I'm easy getting, I'm you getting, think to? Uh, I, I think the the market in Colorado is like seven times better than New Orleans, yeah. than Louisiana. So you know what you know. I don't have I don't have the same you know connections for as you know like growing up in New Orleans and you know, being popular down there and knowing so many people down there. But um, you know if if you're a good person in one place, you're a good person in the next place. So um, it you know. I know a couple of people already, and you know, like I said, I'm already connected with a um, a great um, realtor, and um, hopefully we get going and um, have some fun with it, and you know, help some people out, you know, uh, who in needs uh, of a good rental place, you know. One, one lady when I was in New Orleans, just her and her son, and um, she came to her apartment, and um, it was a duplex, it was rented out one, both sides, and she had never been in a house with, you know, with stainless steel uh, appliances, you know, and it was everything was new and stuff, and 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 she was like almost in tears because she had the opportunity to have her son grow up in there, and she felt like that would save his life. You know, I grew up in a projects, you know, like so mm-hmm. I didn't have stainless steel until I bought it, you know, so I understood that, like I got that, so I was like, you know what. I'm gonna make first of all. I'm gonna make sure she get it. She did. I made mm-hmm. sure that you know um, that she got in there because you know I, I did the, everything you know proper. You know that wasn't the, the reason why I picked. I went through all the background checks and everything and everything I'm supposed to do legally. Let me say that before <laughs> try to come back. So there goes your license. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I think I was the only thing unethical, but um, yeah. Um, and that made me like, man, like, wow, like, I felt good about that. I didn't, I didn't make any money off it, yeah. you know. It was that it wasn't the money made off it for me. Just being able to help somebody. But it was, I was able to learn how to do the paperwork, learn how to, you know, when different agents coming in, when they, they, you know, you know, they, they trying to um, get this and and they trying to do that for their, you know, they got clients who trying to do this and they trying to get over and stuff and you know, I don't, like I said, I'm from. One thing I can do is, is I, under, I, I see BS from a mile away. So, you know, I, that was a good skill I already have going into it. But it was cool. And I think whenever, you know, you always, you know, you, you unless you, you know, a musician or something, anything can happen to where you might can't tour and be a beast anymore. You want to have something that you can do if you got to stay home and take care of your loved one, you know? For sure. You know, so. It's a hard transition, too, to go from right. doing that to being in the office. Because I went from. Aqueduct, you know, we did America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. We were traveling around NBA halftimes, and I went to being a web developer. Right. Man, I almost lost my mind. I right. was sitting in the room, typing on the computer, and one right. day I was like, oh, I got to go. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's not worth it. There's, right. not a, there's not an amount of money in the world. Right. Because when I first started, when I first, first decided I'm going to jump on trampolines for a living, mm-hmm. and this is 2000 and. Five, you know, mm-hmm. 2004, When I really wanted to go full time, it's like 2007. Right. Um, I had a job offer to program for uh, like $95,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I was 21. You know, that's un- unheard of. 21 right. years old, hadn't finished college, right. 95000 And then I, I really weighed out peace of mind, um, you know, versus the money. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Listen, man. One thing you're going you gonna to see, you know, Money is something, but it ain't everything. Yeah. 
you know, like, um, now don't get me wrong, like I always say, like, you know, go for it, get that bag, get that bread, get that chicken, whatever you want to call it, whatever you from. The chicken, <laughs> get that chicken. Whatever you want to call it. But um, at some point, you got to enjoy what you're doing. You got to be able to smile and have fun and sit back and be able to enjoy spending the money. You know, mm-hmm. like, if you're miserable making it, you're going to be miserable spending it. Yeah, especially if you wait till you're you know? 60 to go do stuff. Right. You can't have so much fun. Like, if you need it, I think it's a necessity. And, and of course, it's, you know, it's the root of everything that's happening around us. But um, like you said, like, you don't want to be in a, a lifestyle of, a, a lifetime of depression, you know, because that's, you know, that's a, that's a lot of, um, there's a lot of miserable millionaires. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, there's a lot of happy broke people. <laughs> I've definitely been happy and broke. You know, for sure. because you didn't know. You yeah. didn't know. That's, that's what they growing up. When, I, when we was coming up, you know, I, I thought every everybody, you know, put water in the milk, you know, because <laughs> we were stretching the milk, not because we couldn't buy any more milk. Yeah. We just were stretching the milk. Yeah. You know? I used to think ramen. <laughs> was expensive right that's how bad it was like growing up at my mom's house man, like i never could get ramen and I, right. if i was lucky i was up early enough right. before the rest of the kids and be like oh i got some ramen right. i thought ramen right. was like four five dollars i found out ramen was 10 cents in high school <laughs> in high school right with everything man you don't you don't know anything until you told you know you don't understand nothing you don't know if, you know until you see it until somebody show it to you like if you just in your box in your in your world in your square, you good. You don't know if you broke. You don't know. If, you don't know if you're rich. You don't know. If, you don't know. You know what a, a, the color of somebody's skin is unless it's told to you. You know. Exactly. So um, I, I think it's a, it's amazing um, that you did that. That you went for what you love, and it's amazing that you re, you you know you reinvented yourself again. To, to be able to get back out there and, and do it, you know, you know, you like, you know, DJ is, is like the rock star, you know, you, you know, you guys, you know, you could play forever. You know, you look at music now, it used to be, you know, five guys painted up with wrestling mm-hmm. outfits on, you know, playing the rock bands. Now you got, you know, Diplo, Shaq right yeah. now, you know, with a lap with a laptop, you know, and a crowd. This is make the money, man. Yeah, and the forty, fifty thousand is bumping. You could do that forever. Stand up there and do it. it. It's like um, like athletes, like most athletes will come play golf at mm-hmm. the end. Is is you competitive? Because it's not, it's not that you miss whatever ball that you was playing with. You miss. The guys or the girls, mm-hmm. you miss the camaraderie. You get that same camaraderie playing golf, but everybody's just terrible at it. No one's good at it. But you still you together. You know you get up there, go a couple hours, and you play. So that's gonna that's kind of like okay, I still can play, quote unquote, play yeah. forever. And so like that's what I love about entertainers. Period. Like all I love like you see like the the rappers and stuff. Now you know at first when in the nineties, you know, uh, you know, you twenty five, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine rapping, you're in trouble. And you know, you know, shout out to you know LL Cool J and them and and, and LL Cool J's and, got that TV and, 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 movie back. I'm just saying, but and look at <laughs> what just happened with um 
with Fifty. You know, he doing uh, the spinoff of Power. Dollars. It was like it was like three hundred million something like that. No, he had like four shows coming up. Well, on, I know on he got the spinoff from Power coming. The, yeah. the, um Power Two Ghost, but he just put Method Man and Mary J. Blige on there. Like that's awesome to 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 you know they in no. Matt, Matt is a beast. Matt is an sure. uh, amazing actor. Um, I have but so much to see them together though, as to them, like you did. Like they, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back to you when you was jumping on trampolines yeah. and you still needed to get that, that rush. So, and that, that tour beast, so you went and now you're a DJ. And like, dude, they were entertainers. They were rappers. And now mm. they actors because, you know, you look at De Niro, look at Pacino. Yeah. You know, you know, Scorsese, you bringing them out. You know, they're 60, 70. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, that everybody can relate to they like doing this. And some people like doing, you know, they like 9 to 5. They, they need that order. Mm-hmm. They need that. It's ability. Yeah. Routine. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. And so there's no disrespect to that. And it's just, you know, whatever you like is what you like. But, you know, that's cool, man. We got way off, off topic. That's all good, though. <laughs> that's, hey, that's why that's, we're on a podcast. That's what it is, right? Uh, so, you helped me with this. I remember mm-hmm. we were in Europe, and I was I started off my year last year with a credit score. Terrible credit score. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I know some people with some terrible, terrible. But it was right, definitely right. like low 600. It's always somebody doing worse than you in life Facts. and everything. It was like, it was like <laughs> low 600. And you helped me get... I mean, I think I'm I'm, I'm uh, upper 700 now. I'm almost mm-hmm. at 800. Congratulations. I'm going to go get a Maserati that I can't afford. You're going to be right back to Right back yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, what advice would you give to people that are listening and that uh, need help? Or, you know, because I know a lot of people are like, man, it's so bad. I don't even care. Or well, I'm just never going to get a credit card because I don't want to do credit. I think the first thing is it's like the same thing with the mental health issue. I'm not that I'm trying to say this. No, call it saying, reach out for help. Ask somebody. The person who next to you, like you didn't know that I knew so much about it, about the credit and fixing your credit. You didn't know that. One day we was talking and we talked about it and I gave you a roadmap of what you should do and how it worked for other people that I talked to. Um, I think the, the main thing is just asking for help. But I think the number one thing, if you know that your credit messed up, that's a great start right there. Because, you know, coming up, like, my, my mother still doesn't have a credit card. You mm-hmm. know, she's 59 years old. She's about to be, um, man, what's the, uh, what's the date? Her birthday coming up. 16th. Yeah, her birthday coming up in two weeks, you know? Oh, no, she's 58. She's about to be 59. So it's like, you know, like, coming up, like, I didn't, I wasn't taught, you know, about credit, about yeah. financial stability. You didn't teach stuff and, in school, yeah. Uh, no, nope, they, they went, not in the schools I went to, not in the Orleans, checkbook, you know, I have but, no idea. <laughs> um, but, so it's like, I think now, with me, I think my responsibility, and now, what I like to do when I go to talk to kids, even if it's for, about, you know, you know, whatever, and it come off left field, I talk to them about their credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important, you know, we need to know that. Um, and I didn't know, you know, how important and the things you can do in life when you also have credit. And, you know, it's easier to go walk in a dealership or go sit down and get a home loan, uh, go, you know, go get you some furniture or whatever. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's easier because, you know, anything can happen. When, when um, disaster strike, like Katrina, Katrina would have, still hurting whatever with my family but 
you know, if we'd have had about, you know, $20,000 worth of credit mm-hmm. on a credit card, you know, we could have, you know, just went and gotten some hotels and chilled out and, and just, you know, until everything got better, you know, survive a little bit. But, you know, we had to have yeah, 20000 cash, too, of course. Yeah. But the credit would have lasted longer. Yeah, plus you could pay you know? it back shorter. Yeah, you, you got know, more so, time to pay it back instead you know, of so, getting right out of your pocket. It, you know, and it's, it's credit. You know, and you you can keep twenty thousand dollars cash. Um, I think this um, looking around, asking you know when you see this and that, like, hey man, what what you did to do this? Don't be afraid to ask questions, man. Um, my wife is um, bless her soul. She she saves me like she the reason that I'm able to do anything now like she does she the she is the backbone in in on the finances for sure I didn't know that you could go walk into a dealership and buy a car without putting money down yeah <laughs> I didn't know that you know I've never I had a conversation you know with my father about buying a car you know well, make sure you have about five six seven thousand you know and what you know like and my wife was like, no, we don't do that. You, you took care of your credit. This is why you was taking care of your credit. And the simple thing, I'm going to give you a simple thing. And, and I'm not a credit guru. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not, I don't claim to be 1,000% debt free or none of that crazy stuff that anybody can say. But the easiest thing you can do, if you don't have a credit card, get your credit card. Go get your little Capital One or some credit card for $250 mm-hmm. and put your cell phone bill on there. Don't ever let it go over 30, 30% use mm-hmm. use rate. Um, pay on time. It's going to build up, like I told you. And after so many months, you know, they're going to offer you, they're going to make it $500. Then he's going to look up and it's going to be, oh, you've been upgraded to $1,500. It's going to be $3,000. Then you look up, you're going to have $7,000 credit card in your pocket that started mm-hmm. over $250 only because you paid it on time. You did everything you're supposed to do. But then don't go crazy. But yes, <laughs> don't go nuts. Pay your stuff on time, and um, just be smart. You know, there's, you know, just spend it on what you what you need. Like, like use it as like a a safety thing. You know, like just now, like okay, like even if you have, you know, when you're trying to build up your credit, if you have cash, you know, use the credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, and then put the cash, put the cash on a credit card, you mm-hmm. know, like pay it like that. And now you just bumped yourself up a couple points. You know, it's another yeah. on-time point payment, you know. Um, and that's just the, the elementary version for what, you know, I'm regurgitating what my wife said, but it helped you. Yeah. Helped Plus, my brother, my, my brother, right now my brother, you know, me, he, start, he was like you the same way. Mm-hmm. And in, in three years, you know, he, he bought a house and, he, and you know, he, he got him a car, you know. So, um, and, you know, I don't think it's a, a bad thing you need to reach out and help but in our in, in the environment that i grew up in just like the mental health it wasn't talked about because nobody around had it you know, nobody knew anybody and i think my job as someone who's older and with guys and girls coming up under me is to let them know like hey no do this with your money try to do this save your money you know you know don't don't go and buy this you know don't go and spend this because you, know, you don't want to be a renter all the time. You want to own a home. Oh, yeah, because you're just you know? really giving somebody else money right. all the time. Well, why don't you, At some point, yeah. you, you just own it. Right. Buy, you know, buy a little house yourself. That's a little starter home. Get it's your like FHA a car home. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Pretty much. At the end of the day, what do you have to show for? Right. Nothing. 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 Uh, you know, and also, you know, one thing, like, if you can't, if you're not getting qualified for uh, credit cards, you can always get, always get a secure card. For the people listening, like, mm. you get a secure card, you pretty much put the money down for yourself. Whatever you put down is your credit. Um, right. And you can do that pretty much at any bank. Um, that would be your first step if you have absolutely... Right, garbage credit. <laughs> That's your best way to get it. And, I mean, and, and you got to start somewhere. Get some credit. Don't just have, don't have no credit. Get some credit. I had a, and just an example. My my ex girlfriend did didn't believe. I don't want to get a credit. I don't want a credit card. I don't want a credit mm-hmm. card. Got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Needed to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get a car. You know, less than you know what a, a next amount of price because they wouldn't approve for anything because she had no credit history. Well, then if you get approved for something, instead of paying. Three percent. It's twenty. You paying twenty percent, twenty nine percent. So now you upside down over this. Over this uh, immediately. This yeah, and and, and, then, and then three years if you won't get rid of it, you can't because yeah. you owe three more of them. Even know? the so, refinance is like it's not gonna nah, help you because you haven't built nah, anything. You just dig, you dig a hole, man. And I think we we need to, you know, talk about that, you know, as a community. Like, hey, like let's sit down, let's talk about it. And it's not that hard, man. Yeah, it's not that hard. Only get what only get what you can afford, and pay that bill. Pay mm-hmm. it on time. That's it. Set up auto payments, and because sometimes you set up auto payments, they give you discounts too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they automatically come out your thing. You know, and, and you, some payments are important. Yes, more important than others because they'll definitely affect you right. way more. But you know what? One thing I people always want to have their cell phone on. You know what I mean, but some of those right. other bills, they don't, they don't even, they're not right. concerned with. Like, yeah, they 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 are sitting in the dark, but with no lights, they yeah. okay. But they Text gonna be, it. they gonna be on Facebook. Yeah, you know, man, like on TikTok, making a TikTok video with the light bulb, with a flashlight. All right, let's start wrapping. Man, we're, already, <laughs> yeah, we're coming to the end of this thing, man. Um, where can people find you? You know, um, you? I only have one, 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 um. Social media site. I'm on and Twitter. That's why you have a healthy relationship. <laughs> I think that's probably a part of my <laughs> healthy relationship because she only has one, and we're not on the same one. So I think that's why it's super healthy. Um, I'm at Big Easy Lofton on Twitter. Um, hit me up, follow me. I follow you back. Um, you know, uh, I got a couple more things you, you'll be seeing in the near future, but it, you can find it all on there. I'm about to give me an IG page. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We gonna see. We gonna see. You gonna have those like really close up selfies? That no, it's just gonna be straight. It's gonna be it. it's gonna be um, <laughs> the corner the center around whatever I'm doing, whatever business I'm doing. <laughs> okay, that's good, man. Um, say we wrap it up, man. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Nah, man. I, I appreciate you, man, and uh, I'm proud of you. I've seen you come from a long way, and I know you've been talking about this for a couple of years and and doing this, and just like with everything else, you took your time and. It's a nice setup, and I'm happy to be the first guest. And when, like I said, whenever I'm putting it on wax, so you can't say what you know. <laughs> whenever you got a milestone, I want to be on here, make sure we celebrating and and having um, a, a good time, and just always showing love. And whenever you need me, you know I'm on here to talk about anything. You know, I'm I'm, I'm open book, and um, I hope everybody enjoyed the, the first tour beast podcast with Nate Lawson on there. All right, man, we're out of here. Remember, follow me, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, everything at DJ Gregory Thomas. Also, follow Tour Beast on Instagram. And we out of here. DJ. Hashtag Tour Beast. Hosted by DJ Gregory Thomas.